Washing Gary Pod. I got Jerry here by my side, as always. Today's a great day. We're welcoming my boy, Peter Ha, to the podcast. He's a diehard Lakers fan. He's wearing the Lakers championship shirt right now. He's supporting that super team. And we're pumped to have him on the all-NBA podcast we're doing today. Yeah, the Lakers are on cruise control. Tosh, can't wait to get into that with you, Peter. Uh, we're going to talk some Lakers. My Celtics, Bradley Beal's on the trade block. Dude, get him the hell out of Washington. Uh, plus a little buy or sell NBA edition and uh, finishing off with some uh, surprise players in there. Uh, but Pete, let's just jump right into it. And uh, big Lakers fan, they going back to back this year? Hey, first of all, Tosh, Jerry, thanks for having me on the pod. Uh, love NBA talk more than um, anything, um, even like the Lakers even better with them just coming off a fresh championship. Yeah, we'll get right into it. I mean, the, I I mean, what other team has a good chance to go back to back other than the Lakers this year? They're 14 and 15 with their star player playing terrible in Anthony Davis. I mean, the guy is just on the biggest championship hungover ever, but the Lakers are still winning. They're tied with the best record in the NBA and uh, the best in the West with Utah Jazz, which I'm sure we'll get to later. Jazz are looking nice, but uh... they are. Dude, I'm kind of worried about Anthony Davis low-key. I don't know what's going on with him. I guess it's a championship hangover, but he looked horrible against the Warriors when we played them. Uh, He got shut down by Draymond, and that seems to be an issue for him. And uh, I I wasn't a huge fan of the Lakers' signings this offseason. I was kind of interested on, Pete, what what those guys look like now. Before you jump back to him, though, I actually – I was high on the Lakers roster signings because I thought they had a better roster just looking at it this year than last year. Um, And so I had an opposite take of what you were saying, Tosh. But, Peter, yeah, what do you you think about, you know, all their moves that they made? You know, Jerry, I got to agree with you on this. I mean, they lost who? JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, Danny Danny Green. Green, And they added Montrez. Montrez, Wesley Matthews. Yeah, Schroeder. Schroeder was the big one I was thinking of. Yeah, I mean, Schroeder's I, been playing well, but dude, the rest of them, I don't a know good player. if any of those guys are that good. I mean, Montrez is bringing to the table more than what Javel and Dwight were able to bring to the table. Um, and I think the biggest part of the Lakers' success is this year is their bench has gotten a lot better. Uh, Caruso's, Caruso, Caruso, Caruso. The GOAT is stepping up. I mean, he's shooting the league best 56% from threes. KCP is shooting 50% from three. Kuzma, yeah, but KCP is not the difference maker on that team. He's just the guy the Lakers have they sign. Like KCP, KCP and Kuzma are so – yeah, I mean, he's not. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's just one of the guys like the Lakers have, like Kuzma and KCP. You know, I mean, KCP is a guy that you're playing, you're using for defense and to stand in the corner to space the floor. Every time LeBron or AD is getting doubled, they know KCP is in the corner and he's going to knock it down. I mean, you use him the same way Robert Covington is used. Like, I look at them pretty pretty similar like that. They play defense and shoot a little bit from distance. I think KCP stepped up more last year, more than I thought he would. That Like, in the starting lineup, he was actually pretty good. Like, I didn't even think that he was going to be a consistent player. Well, he needed to. Kuzma blows, and Danny Green exactly. couldn't hit a bucket. Like, KCP stepped up. Somebody had exactly. to. Exactly. And Rondo. They lost. Losing Rondo in the playoffs is going to low-key be a yeah, big Yeah, but loss. Schroeder's I'm, a younger point guard. He doesn't have the passing that Rondo has, but he definitely scores a hell of a lot more. And, like, they kind of need a guy to penetrate besides just LeBron and AD. Because other than no. that, everyone else is standing on the corners. 
Exactly. That's, I mean, me and Tosh went back on that. Uh, we need another guy besides LeBron to consistently slash drive and be able to kick out like Rondo finally did in the, in the championship. What's, which a huge part of why they won. And I mean, we didn't even talk about adding Gasol, a big guy who is, who can pass and he's mentoring Anthony Davis into a big passer. I mean, 80s. Uh, I don't know that Anthony assists. Davis needs a mentor if anybody needs one. Uh, I think he passes when he wants to. I think he has the skill set before Marcus Hall got there. Dude, I mean, my like, only worry just to, with, just to simmer your Lakers hype Lakers, a little bit there. My only worry with the <laughs> Lakers, obviously, they've got the best player in the NBA, but they haven't been. They haven't. And I, I know. I think the Clippers are a joke when we get that out there from the start. I think they they didn't solve any of the issues that they had. But when the Lakers have played the Clippers, the Clippers have gotten the upper hand in that matchup. And I think that's like the one team, maybe the Nets, but I think the Clippers in a playoff series, the Lakers would be, that would not be an easy win for the Lakers. Well, we thought that last year and look what happened to the Clippers. They got rolled over by the Nuggets. Someone needs to make a call over to the Clippers and tell them to get to the conference championship. (laughs) Little brother's still not getting there. The Clippers are a joke, but yeah, I got burned by the Clippers last year, Tosh. I'm off them right now. I'm not, I'm I'm off them too. I'm just saying they're the one team that I think could play the Lakers tough. They've got the wings to match up with LeBron and AD. So let's talk about the other hot team in the West then while we're at it, the Utah Jazz. I mean, I personally don't, I love Donovan Mitchell, but I don't think they can give the Lakers a run for their money. Dude, I think the Jazz have the best eight man rotation in the NBA. You've got Conley, Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, Ingles, Gobert. Dude, I'm a fan of Ingles off the bench. Um, Bogdanovich and Clarkson, like, in favors. You've got – that eight-man rotation is so solid. It just doesn't have the star power to beat the Lakers. But you can't – yeah, no, the the starting five is definitely solid. But you can't – like, you're – there's nobody that sizes up well with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I mean, you could put Gobert on – AD, I guess, but he's still going to be a step nah. slow. Rory, yeah. I, like they just don't match up, and then nobody on the Jazz can stop LeBron. There's just no way. So, yeah, that's why yeah. I think the Clippers are the uh, only team. tough. The I'm Clippers have the size to do it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to snooze on them. I think they're hot right now. They're a young team, and they're going with full with energy. But when Jordan Clarkson is your second leading scorer, I don't know about that. No, but I do think the Nuggets have a be- much better shot to give the Lakers a chance or a run at it this year, um, especially if Michael Porter mm. Jr. keeps developing. The I don't no, think no, I'm, the saying, I'm saying more defense. so than the Clippers. More so than mm. I think. I, the, think, I think the they're Nuggets. the team best poised to challenge the Lakers. I still think the Lakers are getting out of the West, but I don't think the Nuggets' defense is even close to good enough to beat the the uh, Lakers. And I think they might beat the Clippers just because the Clippers' offense, in when it comes down to it, just does not have like the ball handlers to to score enough consistently, but dude, the Clippers are and, the team and, that's going to uh, give the Lakers some trouble. I'm calling that right now. Um, they're not going to win. Not, not when playoff peace shows back up. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, once again, he's having a hell of a regular season, you know, he's shooting 59, uh, was 50, 40, 90. He's pretty much there. We'll see if he can do it for the regular season. And he's always been a great regular season player. Um, but come the postseason, we all know what happens with them. And I'm not putting my faith in, in the Clippers or Paul George. So I and mean, we talked, yeah. you talked about we talked about a couple of weeks ago how Kawhi doesn't look like the guy he was on the Raptors, and that was just two years ago, um, which is kind of startling. I mean, the biggest surprise for me on the Clippers this year is Lou Will, and he's playing under 
15 minutes a game. He's under nine points a game. And Luke Kennard is supposed to replace that. I don't believe in it. Dude, I don't believe in either of those guys. Lou Williams clearly couldn't be on the court in the playoffs last year. He was just getting toasted on defense. And then to solve their issue of guard play, they decided to trade for Luke Kennard. Like, Luke Kennard's an all right player. I liked him at Duke, but that dude's not going toe to toe with LeBron, <laughs> Jokic. That's just Duke. funny to think about Luke Kennard going toe to toe with those guys. Yeah, like you got to do something better at the guard position. Maybe go trade for Bradley Beal, which I wanted to talk about that too. Where is Bradley Beal going to go, gentlemen? I've got a lot of takes on where Bradley Beal can end up. I mean, my top team um, is Denver, who is struggling right now, and they can help him a lot. We're going to have to give up Michael Porter Jr. and some first-round picks, but I think it is well worth it. So do you think Um, you do like Michael Porter Jr., uh, Bull Bull and a pick, or how do you think you think they would move both those guys and some picks, or do you think yeah, both no, those guys I, would do it? Like I, I don't. Know, I think if no, you think both those guys, no would be way, close. No, it's it, and it's got to match up money wise. So you're throwing in Bull Bull, um, Michael oh, Porter yeah, Junior, another guy, maybe Will Barden, Gary Harris, guys like Gary that, Harris plus a bunch of picks. Plus, at least two first round picks this year and next year's. I like that move for the Nuggets a lot if they can pull it off. Another team that's been floating around trying to get a guy is uh, the Miami Heat. I don't know if, they, I mean, they're having kind of a down year, but also Jimmy's been out for two weeks. Um, and they then, who are they going to move have, besides? Yeah, it can't move anybody besides like Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, they would have to, they, they have to remove their protection on year. one of them. Yeah, their first yeah. round pick this year is going to OKC or Houston. Um, and right now that's like the fifth pick in the draft. I think they'll get better, definitely. But dude, the Warriors, I think, have the best package. You give up Wiseman and you give up Minnesota's pick that's going to be probably top five this year, or if it's not conveyed, dude, this I'm year, not giving up Wiseman three, for Bradley Beal. I, I mean, I'm just really high on Wiseman. I love what he is. I like Wiseman. I think he can help, I think he can help, help like, keep Stephen Clay young, especially like three or four years from now. I don't want to move. Like, I get that you could like get Brad Beal. But, but if you get, if you play Brad Beal, Steph, Draymond, like that's the best uh, big four in the NBA. It's not even close. Yeah, I, I got the Warriors as my long shot as well. I mean, I don't think you give up Wiseman. I do believe you give up your first round pick, the one you're getting from the Timberwolves, which is a top three protected, by the way. So you're going to get a first round either this year or the next season, depending on how the Wolves do in the lottery. And you've got to give up Wiggins. And I think what the Warriors They're need to do is that, I think. Yeah. I, and I think what the Warriors need to do is prepare this team for when Clay gets back. Don't worry about winning this year or maybe even next year. I think the third year Clay gets back and everybody's been playing together, especially with Wiseman's development. They could be on another run for another dynasty. That's what I'm saying. If I'm the Warriors, if I'm if I'm Bob Myers. I, as much as I want Brad Beal, I see the potential to build this team around Wiseman going forward because as shooters age, they can still shoot. Like, look at Ray Allen. He didn't lose his touch as he got older and betrayed the Celtics, which we'll get to. Um, so, like, if you can have Wiseman as your kind of, like, Giannis and bead figure down low and he's just kicking it out to Stephen Clay, two of the best shooters the game has ever seen, why would you move him, who's going to be a dominant because force Bradley Beals, for Brad Beal now? Bradley Beal's only 27 and averaging 35 points per game. Like, yeah, but, don't okay, get me but, wrong. You, but that's Wise. not going to happen with Steph and Clay are both on the court. If you have all three of those dudes, it's going to be, it's kind of like the usage rate with the Nets are having an issue with, with Kyrie, KD, 
and Harden where I think kind of need the ball. Can, Steph and Clay can both play without the ball better than any of those other dudes. They can, the but they can also play without the ball with while Wiseman has it and wait for the catch and shoot. So I, Dude, what like about if I'm the, the Warriors, I just wouldn't move. I wouldn't move Wiseman. For what me. about if the you want to move Ubre and Wiggins? If you want to move Ubre Wiggins and some picks for uh, Beal, I don't know that the Wizards would do that, but that's where I'd be willing to move. Um, what about some? What about the Seventy Sixers? If you were the Wizards, would you even want Ben Simmons in a trade for uh, Beal, or would you rather just have like a bunch of picks? I say give me well, Simmons and and a pick. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say too, and I think that's probably their their best package, in my opinion. To Seventy Sixers, you're getting Ben Simmons, probably another guard, and at least three first round picks, which the Sixers have, and they don't care. Uh, where their number one picks are going to be. They're probably going to be low, banking on that this trade that they do gets them to the conference final finals for the next four to five years. And if Embiid's healthy, I think that does. It's just you're kind of like planning your your whole future on if Embiid can stay healthy, which he has been the last few years, and he's playing really well right now. He looks great um, right now, yeah. He's playing Tom MVP Pot- level for me. I'm, he is right now. We'll see but if I think he can in, sustain it. We'll see. Yeah. In the playoffs, he worries me. But um, with Beal, I think it's like that's a perfect pairing for Embiid. And I think if you can get Simmons and that team's now building around Simmons and you have Simmons, you have a few picks, plus you have like your first round pick this year. I think Simmons can be the centerpiece of a team that's like pretty good and pretty quickly. Uh because of his defense and his passing ability. I know he can't score, but um, that team so has when, some shooters. When, and, yeah, when do you want me to jump in and rip him for not being able to shoot at all and being – you saying he, dude, he could be your number one cornerstone of a franchise? There's no dude, way. The is, There's no way. I don't, I, I'm not saying he's going to be the number one on a franchise that's going to win a championship. But I think if you not. surround him – if you sur- First of all, the whole shooting thing is he's 6'11". He should be playing like power forward center and they have him yes. miscast at point guard. Um, you put a, you put four shooters around Simmons who can hold their own defensively and then you have Simmons there. I think that team's going to at least be a playoff team in the East. Like maybe even not and then hit on a few picks, hit on a few guys and maybe, you know, you, who knows? Yeah, Ben Simmons is a good player. He just can't shoot. I mean, we know this. It's not... A surprise he needs to be surrounded by shooters and he definitely should be playing the power forward that's no secret i don't it would just be weird to have him and joel down low together on the sixers um you guys want to do well buy or sell on the sixers team for uh we move along here i don't know when we had that scheduled to come up but, yeah but you know, while we're on them for, first all first off jerry as always check out 2tvsports.com and we have a new lineup of articles coming out this nba season uh Check out for my uh, hot pick of the week. I think I'm starting that this week. I'm going to have some hot takes for you guys to to uh, debate with me on, and and of course the Friday stock watch and the uh, the Tuesday morning blitz doing a little mailbag edition. Ask J Rob anything. I send him some questions today, so uh, be on the lookout for that. Now, in terms of buying or selling the Sixers as uh, Eastern Conference contenders, I am going to sell that. Uh, sell that very hard because at the end of the day, I don't think Joel Embiid in the playoffs is going to be able to to defend other guards. I don't think if he gets switched on to James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, he's going to get absolutely murdered on the defensive end. And then at the end of the day, I just don't think they've got enough offensive talent. Um, 
when when the you know when MB gets doubled, he's kicking it out to guys who aren't that good. So I'm gonna sell on the Sixers. So uh, what are we what are we considering contending? What's the definition of that? Uh, having a chance to win the championship or even get oh, there's there. no fucking way. There's chance. no fucking <laughs> way. Are you kidding me? Um, Matt Barnes on uh, I think it was Sports Center today. Uh, was like, oh, the Sixers, you know, can only go as far as like Tobias Harris plays because we know what Embiid and Simmons are. And I was like, if your championship hopes are riding on Tobias Harris, you're screwed. <laughs> I was like, why is this man even on Sports Center talking about that? Um, no, dude, we we know what the Sixers are. They're a joke. They'll get out of the first round and then they'll get swept in the second round. I like, I get Embiid's playing at an MVP level this year, but like, just like you said, like, there's no way they can keep up with all those guys when they're matched up. With either my Celtics, which we've seen time and time again, it's not a rivalry according to Joel Embiid. It's not a rivalry. One team keeps winning, and there's no way they can keep up with the Nets. There's no way they can defend them. So yeah, definitely selling the Sixers. I will admit, super by Celtics fan, I hate the Sixers. Um, do like watching Embiid, but there's no way the Sixers get anywhere this year. Just like always. I mean, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you guys. I'm gonna buy on them. Embiid is playing at this MVP level. And the reason the Sixers keep losing in the playoffs is because Embiid cannot perform. I mean, even Ben Simmons, he's averaging what, 13, nine and eight, dishing eight assists, or I'm sorry, nine, eight assists a game. Um, They've got shooters. They've got Curry, Harris, Danny Green, Shake Milton's been all right for them. And their backup center is Dwight Howard, who can play. He's he proved he can play with the Lakers last year in the playoffs when they needed a big man. So I'm going to buy on them. I don't think the Celtics can match up with them. I don't think it's the other way around. What are the you only talking team about? The Celtics can't match up with them. We swept them. Not even like four months ago. Can't match up yeah. with them. They can't match up with us. No, this team's gotten better. And the Celtics, and um, we'll talk about that later, but they've been stagnant all these years. And um, we'll talk about that a little later, but the Sixers got a lot better. Why don't you talk about it now? I was going to say, yeah, let's get into, <laughs> let's get into the Celtics Sixers now. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, mean, we can, t- yeah, we can talk about the Celtics. I mean, since 2008, what have they won? One championship? Yep. Hey, it's One hard to win them with LeBron in the conference. I, I'll, hats off to LeBron, yeah. eight straight finals. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, I, I don't agree, think anybody man. else is getting out of the East. Um, I mean, so let's, I mean, we can go through those Celtics teams, right? After KG and Paul Pierce with left to the Nets, we gutted the team essentially. Yeah. Uh, built up a bunch of draft picks. Those years were kind of watched. Finally got Al Horford in free agency, had Isaiah Thomas. That was a lot of fun. It got good enough to trade Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, some picks for Kyrie Irving. We all know the Kyrie Irving trade was amazing when it happened and what a turned disaster out to be a complete now. disaster. Colin I know, yeah, Sexton I was getting it. Nice. Complete disaster. <laughs> we trade out Kyrie. Exactly. We have the Eastern Conference final in year one without Kyrie. Everyone was hyped. Tatum regresses in year two. Then we move on from Kyrie because he's a nutcase. We're happy to see him go. We replace him with Kemba Walker, one of the best guys to ever exist in the league, uh, who doesn't have any knees. <laughs> so <laughs> we've gone to two Eastern Conference finals in the past three years, which is pretty good. I wouldn't say we're doing nothing. Um, we've run into a Miami Heat team, which we arguably could have beat um, – Although it's tough when Bam stuffs you at the rim and you'd have to win five games. But, you know, the Heat did beat us last year. Uh, Gordon Hayward, we got nothing from, so we can recap that too. Uh, but along the way, we did sweep the Sixers and gentlemen sweep the Sixers. So I don't see how they match up with us. Um, I don't know what your original point was, but I got my Celtics, you know, why we're good out. So what was your... Dude, my... Okay, let me give you my... Dude, my, dude the thing about the Celtics that I just don't understand is 
you guys had all these picks, you had all these assets, you had, and then you had the young Tatum and Brown. And from all that stuff, the only like positive thing that you have at this point, other than Tatum and Brown is my boy, Oregon duck legend, Peyton Pritchard. Like, and Robert Williams, all... he's coming along. Don't sleep on Robert. Okay. And Pillow you have a Williams. solid backup center. I'll out sleep all on those... Out of <laughs> out of all those assets that you had, out of all the talk that Danny Ainge did about how he developed, you know, got all these picks and all these assets, it's amounting into basically two and a half players. Yeah, and I'm absolutely. tired of the whole Danny Ainge is the greatest GM ever. He did hit on the the Tatum and, absolutely. and Brown. He's picks, missed on so a couple picks, back. and and I would even say he ha- didn't move picks when he absolutely should have to get the yes, guy we needed to put exactly. us over the top. I'm not arguing that at all. I agree. We should have moved those future picks because when you're taking Aaron Neesmith, who's getting like nine minutes a game and one shot up as a rookie, dude, but it's no like for that. You, when you're talking about a team like the Bucks, all I hear is like them getting ripped about Giannis isn't a superstar. Their GM sucks. They should have brought back Brogdon. Bud can't coach. And then you look at the Celtics and it's just like all praise for those guys. And it's just like, they've accomplished the same amount in the last few years. Um, and it's. Yeah, but it's a little bit different just because Giannis, like everybody was all, I mean, Giannis is a two-time MVP now. Right. And Tatum has not won his yet. So it is a little bit different where the bucks and the, and the bucks were also the one seed going into the playoffs and got upset twice in the second round. So the Celtics weren't exactly coming in as title favorites at the number one seed. We were a good young team with a lot of upside. The problem is now we had our, I mean, we had our opening the last two years when the East was pretty weak, but now like last year they did get year. better. The Nets are a, t- a lot better. Yeah. Last year was definitely the year um, where we had the best shot. I mean, I, I can't say that we should have beat the Heat. Like they did beat us. Um, but that was a hell of a series. Like that was, that was a good series. We did lose it. Um, and I'm not even saying we would have been the Lakers. I don't think anyone was stopping them last year. But yeah, the East is definitely more competitive now. I don't think this Celtics team is going to get out of the East. I think it's too competitive this year. And we don't really know what they are without Kemba yet. Uh, what's interesting is like Tatum and Brown are going to keep ascending, but Kemba's going to get older and your knees don't exactly heal as you get older. So we found our backup point guard, Payne Pritchard, but I'm not really, we're kind of missing that third superstar and so I don't, I don't know what the moves are to be made just yet they haven't there's some moves to be played out for the Celtics in the coming years I just don't know what we're going to do to take that next step yet but don't trade uh, hey, at least you Brown got Tristan Thompson yeah at least we have Tristan yeah Thompson. Uh, you know I thought Tristan Thompson was going to be a big role for the Celtics I think that's the yeah, one thing too. they were missing was a big guy who can rebound yeah, um, get offensive rebounds because if you give the Celtics team possessions, they're going to score with Tatum and Brown. But I mean, the disappointing thing, they, them and the Clippers might go down as some of the most disappointing franchises in the history of basketball. I mean, you guys, well, well, like I don't Tosh think said, you can consider the Celtics a disappointing franchise in the history of basketball. I don't know about you, but until last year, we had the most titles in history. So I don't, you know, just to play okay, that but, little Celtics card, but, disappointing okay. franchise. What? In okay, history I, of the NBA? We're talking I, about the Boston say, Celtics, the TD yeah, Garden, you know what? Larry I'm Bird, say, the Stuff of Legends, yeah. Bill Russell, 11 titles. 
I mean, since recently, what have you guys done since win one in 08? And before that, what is it, the 80s where you guys won? Before that, recently, the Lakers hadn't won since 2010 before since LeBron got there. I mean, you guys were all bitching about, oh, we can't make the playoffs. We can't make the playoffs. Meanwhile, we're in the Eastern Conference Finals every other year. They went back to back twice in the 2000s. No, Lakers. Yeah. Well, they had five with Kobe for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I mean, all this talk about Danny Ainge, like Tosh said, like, look what he did, got all these draft picks. I think it's time you guys go get a superstar, <clears throat> Bradley Beal. Well, we have one superstar on the team, and arguably two. Jalen Brown's coming into his own. He's not about to miss any I'd of these all star games. Yeah, I would say two as well. Have you seen the, uh, but the season because that Jalen's putting together now? Because of all those guys that Danny Ainge missed on and didn't, yeah, you know that that whole thing. Like now they can't get their third superstar, and they're unless Tatum and Brown take another lead. Dude, it doesn't even have to be. I mean, imagine if we could just get a guy similar. It doesn't have to be as good as Rudy Gobert, but a, a big that can play defense, rebound. Doesn't even have to score a lot. We just need a big. And Tristan Thompson was supposed to come in and help us, just like you guys were saying. Um, it's still the Dude, piece. I I'm told missing. you Tristan Thompson isn't that good. Like he's got no offensive game at all, and he's an all right defender. <laughs> like, Damn shit. So there, Damn there, shame. there's rumors that um, I'll just bring up now that Andre Drummond might be bought out by the Cavs, which the Celtics Dude, immediately need sign to me throw. Up. We need that so badly. He's putting up 18 <laughs> Dude, points, why, 18 boards a game. Why would this? Why? Why would the Cavs though want to do that? I mean, the Cavs are are sixth in the east right now they're they're nine and nine they're a good they're a good team colin sexton uh you've got drummond larry nance is playing good basketball and coro like garland Dude, they have all the bigs don't nice. forget jared allen they own every single big in the league it's absurd they gotta yeah, move one of them too. i mean andre drummond's making almost 28 million this year and jared allen is under 13 million so Dude, we'll pay that. Trade him to us. We'll pay it. <laughs> yeah, I know that the Celtics, so they need to. Otherwise, they're going to go and down. And we have that. Dude, we have, we have the exception for Gordon Hayward, too. It's like a $30 million exception. We can add anybody we want. There's no reason not to go after a big. Like, we're immediately back in the title contention. With mm, a big I don't like know that. if Andre Drummond is, the, is a deciding factor. In, oh, in, I think I mean, he, he is neut- for the Celtics. Dude, he neutralizes Embiid for sure. Not that, I mean, that takes any work anyways, as we've seen. But... <laughs> It gives them a better chance. I mean, without him, I don't think the Celtics come out of the East for the next four seasons. Get a big under contract. I like. I don't know what uh, Drummond's contract is left. I don't know if he has a year or two left. But either way, get him resigned for sure. I think the ability. I'm a kind of a Daniel Tice fan. I think if he, I think the bigger issue with the Celtics is that Kemba Walker and Marcus Smart at the guards are just not consistent enough of players to be that. Can I plug my little Danny Tice Tice like corner right here? Like he's so underrated. He's always getting called for fouls that no one else gets called for because he's standing his ground and the rest are like, ah, oh, this white guy who's not that coordinated is just in the way. And it's like, no, Danny Tice has some skill. Like he's taking a huge step up this he's year. Better than he's Kristen awesome. He gets no dude, yeah. And he gets zero love except from Brian Scalabrini if you're watching the local broadcast. I give him love. Oh, the yeah, white dude, he might be the only one. <laughs> Dude, are you guys buying or selling this Cavs team, though? Because I'm buying this team as a playoff team. I think Colin Sexton is a legit star and going to be a star. Um, like, you know, like John Morant level star, like Whoa. very good point guard. 
dude, he's averaging like 27 points per game, shooting like 50% from the field. Um, he's doing it pretty efficiently. Yeah, he's a legit. He did. He just went toe to toe with the Nets and won back to back games. Like, so who could the Cavs flip some of these those. bigs for though to help out Sexton? Dude, they need a wing. Yeah, they, they do. need a wing. I mean, Andrew Wiggins back. Think, <laughs> that would be nice. I don't think they're just going to give up Drummond unless they get something back. Like, this is a playoff team in the East. I wouldn't want to play them in the first round. Like, you're going to have to go against Colin Sexton. He's a legit like dude. So they seem right um, now like one of those college basketball, the NCAA tournament kind of teams. They're just hot and you don't want to face them in round one. Dude, I, I think Colin Sexton's legit. I'm a huge Colin Sexton fan. Yeah, I'm going to sell on them, but they are a team on the rise, in my opinion. They're extremely young. Sexton is coming on his own. Allen is doing it. Uh, CD Osman has been the most surprising player on that team for me. Who's playing mm-hmm. both sides of the ball. Um, Prince, who they just got from the Nets, everybody thought it was just a throw-in piece, but to me, that guy's putting up 13 points a game. So it could be the future for them, but I'm going to pass on them this year. Within the next two to three years, if they can get some free agents to come to them, and let's see what they can get out of that Drummond. Um, but I don't know if a lot of teams want Drummond, who's 10 years in the league and it's getting paid $28 million. Hey, man, it doesn't have to be a lot of teams. It just has to be one or two that need a big. That's all we need to be working with. Let's. I want to do one more. Uh, one more buying or selling. I want to talk about the Pelicans for a second. And Oof. with the Lonzo Ball, JJ Redick on the trading block, it seems clear to me that they're tanking. Um, and I am all in on this team tanking. I think that's the best thing that they can do. Uh, get go get another top five pick to pair with Zion and Brandon Ingram. Um, someone who can shoot, please, because I'm tired of watching this team with Brandon Ingram and, and Zion play with three starters who can't shoot to save their lives. Like, what are you doing having Steven Adams, uh, Lonzo Ball, and Eric Bledsoe all <laughs> in the same lineup with Zion and Ingram? Like, get some shooters. Um, maybe, like, Jalen Suggs would be nice on this team, and you have a legit big three to go and then you have all those Lakers picks coming up and we all know once LeBron leaves to go play with Bronny in a few years the Lakers are going to be back to being in the lottery every year um, you got Anthony Davis <laughs> and, you, and we saw how that went for the Pelicans. I don't know last I heard was they coordinated their contracts to expire at the same time is that not true <laughs> yeah they both signed the two years so in two in three years right. they'll both be free agents but so we'll enjoy them for the next three years that's when they're leaving be, don't you think it's best for the Pelicans to get like a top five pick? Yeah, for sure. Cause they're not winning anything out of the West this year. Um, it's, it's weird though. Cause I like the Pelicans have been one of my favorite teams to watch for like six ish years. I want to say now going back to Anthony Davis and Boogie cousins and drew holiday. Like they were a ton of fun. I was all in on the twin towers down low with those two guys. Um, and then Boogie got hurt as usual and we didn't get to really see that. And then he forced his way out and there was kind of that down year. But then they got Zion and Brandon Ingram. And I love Brandon Ingram. Like, he's so much fun to watch. But, yeah, they have zero shooting outside and besides Ingram. Um, yeah, it's weird. And also, Zion is, like, I, it's kind of frustrating. Like, he's getting consistent numbers, but I want to see more from him. And I don't know if that's too much of an ask for a guy that should be a superstar. Dude, it's because there's no shooters on that team. So, whenever he gets the ball in the paint, there's no one for him to pass it to. Like he gets, there's just always a ton of guys in there. And he's, I think one thing though, is he's got to play harder on defense. Like he did at Duke. 
But when you're playing on a team that's six and 10, like you might not try that hard. Yeah, I think the Pelicans, they're a team that's a three to four year season project right now. They definitely need more shooting. Uh, Lonzo Ball is not the answer. JJ Redick is getting old. Um, so they need to ship those guys out, get some draft picks. And even if it's a second round, I take second round for Lonzo, probably. I mean, I'm taking no, that third round. No, you wouldn't take a second round his, for Lonzo. There's no way. You can't, you, can't, you can't take a second <laughs> rounder for Lonzo. Like, a second rounder is not going to be a starter in the league. And Lonzo is, is a starter. Sometimes it is. If you can uh, dream on, but historically it's not. I love Lonzo, and I like the Ball family, but he's just inefficient we thought his shooting was going to get better i mean he's a good defender he's a good passer but a second round and another decent bench player is what i'll take for him i think he's a backup point guard uh at the end of the day i agree i'll agree with that um before we get started here we're going to do one surprise player each hit that subscribe button get this pod in your feed every week you don't have to remember to search it i know you've hit that subscribe button pete um, also, give us a rating. Let us know what you think. And check out the Knicks Picks Pod starring Nick Robin. Uh, I've been on that pod a few times. And if, if you haven't listened to the, to the uh, HBO Tiger Pod that I was on, make sure to go listen to that one. That one was fun. Um, let's get to some surprise players. I guess we'll do one each. And my number one surprise player this year that I wanted to shout out is Andrew Wiggins. Oh, highest man, field goal percentage. Highest field goal percentage of his career, highest three point percentage of his career by 7%. Uh, 1.6 blocks per game, which is tied for 14th in the NBA. He's tied for 14th in the NBA in blocks as a small forward. That's insane. Yeah, you should trade him while he's hot. <laughs> and he's and he's clearly just much more engaged on this team that's actually competitive, on this team that's telling him that if he doesn't play hard defense, he's not going to play. And he's completely transformed his career. He's only like 25 years old. Um, and he's young, he's developing, and he's going to be a great two-way player for the Warriors for the next 10 years. We I've like heard to call that him for, two- since he's been drafted, he's going to be a we, great we like- two-way player. He's developing. He's going to be great he's, for the franchise. <laughs> he's, have you seen Have you seen his field goal percentage in three points? He's having a great goal? first quarter of this season on a great franchise surrounded by Steph. I mean, trade him while you yeah. can. <laughs> trade him for Brad Dude. Beal while you can. Wiggins deed up LeBron when we played the Lakers. He deeds up the best player on the other team every game. He does a good job. And as you can see, I mean, he's tied for the 14th in NBA blocks. He just looks like he's having much more fun. And I've watched him pretty much so every keep game. Wiggins. He's a, keep Wiggins. He's a legit good player, and people are still sleeping on him. And Let's be honest. Everyone, you're not going to be pissed off if the Warriors move him. You're not going to be pissed uh, off I if they keep him. Will, he's just honestly. one of those – you're not attached to Andrew Wiggins. No one's attached to Andrew Wiggins. Dude, he's pretty good. Like, he's a good player. He's a he's a quality starter. The Celtics could use Andrew Wiggins. Um, he's a good player. Uh, I don't know if we need another wing. We need some other. We need we need some more another guard. So that's my surprise player. It's keep keep your eye on two way wigs, and um, he's definitely worth that contract at this point. And the trade that the Warriors trade D'Angelo Russell, who D'Angelo Russell, who's last in the NBA in plus minus, by the way, literally last in the entire NBA. It's like he's a bad player at the end of the day. When you're trying to win. Uh, and that was a great trade. We're about to get a top five pick too. So um, thank you Wiggins for 
for uh, trying. And thank you, Minnesota, for passing on Steph Curry, uh, passing on James Wiseman, and also trading Wiggins and your pick to us. I mean, I'll go next. I think my surprise player in the NBA right now, it's a guy that not a lot of people know, but know his name, remember his name. He's going to be an all-star probably this season and for the rest of his NBA career, Christian Wood, who's averaging 24 and 11. He's shooting 53% yeah. from field goals, 36% from three. That's, that's very impressive for a big man. Um, I don't think he'll be with the Rockets for the entirety of his contract. I think a Team really? is going to throw a lot of draft picks at the Rockets who are looking to rebuild. You you want Christian Wood on your team. I'm calling it right now. Christian Wood is going to be special. Yeah, I, I love like that, that just because he's on my fantasy team putting up numbers every game, game in, game out. I, yeah, I mean. I don't I know think, if I would say special, but I think he's going to be a legit starter. Everybody said, don't let him go in free agency. Like, what are you doing letting him go? And everyone was right about it. Like, the Rockets yeah, kind of steal on that, on that contract, dude, too. Instead of signing him, the Pistons go and sign uh, Plumley. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, especially NBA signing Plumley over Wood. <laughs> yeah, the way the NBA is going, you want a big, like, Christian Wood who can run the floor, shoot the three. He is dangerous in pick and rolls because he can either pop or roll to the basket where he can get a dunk. Hundred yeah, percent. I like that pick. Former Buck Christian Wood. I'm all, I'm all in on him. He was. I don't remember. What was yeah. that? He was on. He was like a. He was like a, a two way player on the Bucks like three or four years ago. Oh, uh, what a shame! That. Yeah. yeah, we should have kept him. Giannis liked. You could have kept him, Brogdon. Instead, you got a, a little Antetokounmpo on there, <laughs> on the roster. Yeah. But uh, well, I think I, the- I'm. I'm kind of between two guys here. Um, I was thinking Tyrese Maxey and DeAndre Hunter, but I think I'm going to go most surprisingly in a good way is DeAndre Hunter. Like he's been, he's been taking a big leap this year in his second year. He's shooting 50% from the field right now. I don't know if that's sustainable, but if you pair him with uh, Collins and Trey Young, I mean, the, the, the Hawks are really, really young right now. But I mean, they're crazy talented for how young they are, and they're—I mean—they're winning some games now, starting to, anyways, a little bit. Um, I mean, they still are probably another two-ish years away from being like very competitive. But I mean, they have a lot of young guys. I think it's going to be interesting to see who gets a lot of minutes and how they manage that as they mature, like as a team. Dude, I really like Hunter. He, I was thinking about picking him. Like when you get a wing like this, who's young and shooting well from three and two and can play solid yeah. defense. Like that's one of the most valuable assets you can have in the NBA these days. And uh, I liked him at Virginia. One, he's uh Don't they have Jared the, uh, Culver too? No, they have Reddish. Culver. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Reddish. Yeah, yeah. Of, but, but dude, Hunter uh, was is its current NCAA basketball champion still. And uh, putting up good numbers in the NBA, so I'm dude. I'm a fan of his. I like him. Yeah, I like him too. It kind of reminds me of like a Kyle Korver. You just throw on any team, and he's going to sharpshoot for you, and possibly can help your team contend if you need a shooter. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he's a better defender than Korver ever was. Like this dude could be an elite defender. I think. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to take a little bit of developing, but definitely has the potential for sure. Um, I don't know if we have anything else scheduled here, but I did want to ask before we get out of here. Uh, I just kind of want to talk Suns a little bit and like what to make of them because they started off crazy hot. 
I mean, Chris Paul's definitely helped that team, Peter. I just want to kind of get your thoughts on that. They're a playoff team. They're not a championship team to me. I think they're missing. I mean, Chris Paul, I don't know if he's, he's, he's going to be your answer. Devin Booker's kind of taking a step back for me this year. I don't know that they're just playing him less minutes or not. I haven't been able to watch the Suns too much this year, but Booker is not what he was before Chris Paul got there. Maybe Chris Paul's just handling the ball too much, but um, they're a playoff team, probably between the five and the eighth seed, in my opinion. I think Utah and Denver will climb back into three and four, but they're up there, but they're not a championship team. Dude, my take on the Sun. So, I mean, when they trade for Chris Paul, I was kind of like, where is this trade really getting him? And then they made some nice signings. Like, I like the Jay Crowder signing. I like bringing Sarge back. I, I'm a huge fan of Bridges. Um, so then I was higher on them. But now I'm kind of back to low on them just because, like, when you've got Chris Paul, your team is going to be, like, a very heavy pick-and-roll, uh, like, slow-paced team. And I think if you've got Booker and – uh bridges and like some of those other dudes like you want to be playing more like up tempo yeah they want to play fast pace and and i think paul like he's kind of slows it down and uh while he's a good player i just i I don't know he needs to figure out how to play with booker better and uh they they don't have much depth to be honest like um once you get past their starting five like you've got sarch on the bench but not much else and in the season with uh covid and everything else that's going on the condensed season like they're gonna pick up some some losses they probably shouldn't and so yeah they're eight and eight they're they'll be in the playing game playing the warriors tonight i'm pumped to watch that actually um we'll see what happens it's, it's kind of a good test to see like where teams in the west stack up yeah another thing about them is deandre Ayton is just not developing the way they thought he would be and i thought chris ball would help him get there a little bit quicker but I just think this guy's maybe a backup center in the league. He's not a starter to me. Really? A guy out of Arizona not developing. That's shocking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> real shocking, huh? I'm I I'm I 100% agree with you, Pete. I thought this was going to be like DeAndre coming out party with Chris Paul and the pick and roll and like he's playing all right, but I mean it's not like he's like a dominant force in there like I thought he might be. And, uh, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if you can really be your starting center on like a good team. Yeah. yeah I, I think you're trading. I would trade him. He's got high potential right now. You get some draft picks, maybe even a starter. What about trading for Jared Allen? Big for big. I'm, I am not opposed to that. That guy is so athletic. He can run the floor. I mean, he's going to run pick and rolls with Chris yep. Paul very well. Yep. Spaces helps him space the floor. I mean, he, he can somewhat hit that elbow J um, better than Aiden can. And Aiden is kind of a more of a setup, put his butt to the back, uh, to the bucket and a post-up guy, which I think the Suns are an up and down team like Tosh said. They need to run the floor. All right. So last yeah. thing we have you on the pod, who's facing your Lakers in the finals out of the East? You know, I, I can't overlook the Nets and what they've done. And they might even beat my Lakers in the finals, to be honest with you. I mean, KD put up over 30 points. James Harden put up 30 something. Chris uh Kyrie put up 28. And it's I don't know who's stopping that in the it's league. It's tough and if you're getting 90 points from three players. It's definitely no, hard. exactly. So I mean Dude, one thing about be... the Nets though is that that uh like Harden's not shooting very much on the Nets. So I'm gonna keep watching to see like how that happens. Like last night he had like 10 shots or something. But that's Harden. fine though if he yeah but if he's facilitating that's fine I mean no he's a great passer like that that might be fine like I might 
probably beneficial for the team, actually. Yeah, I agree. I think this team will be even better if this guy's averaging maybe like 20 points a game, but 12 assists. I mean, yeah. he's, I think he's such a great passer. I mean, he's not on LeBron's level or Ben Simmons level, but he shoots inefficiently right now that I think his, and he's got KD and Kyrie to kick out to pass the ball. And this team is might just cruise to a, a championship ring. I think they'll get there for sure. But uh, thanks for joining us, Pete. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again at some point during this NBA season. Uh, thanks for listening to the Tosh and Gary pod. Don't forget, if you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram. We all have those big friends, those friends who are big sports fans. Um, and share the pod with them so they can be part of the fun. Greatly appreciate it. And for now, 2TV Sports, Tosh and Gary pod is signing off the mic. Stay tuned next week for a Super Bowl special. You're not going to want to miss it.